Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. The Communist Party of the United States is a fifth column if there ever was one. It is far better organized than were the Nazis in occupied countries prior to their capitulation. They are seeking to weaken America, just as they did in their era of of obstruction when they were aligned with the Nazis. Their goal is the overthrow of our government. There is no doubt as to where a real communist loyalty rests. Their allegiance is to Russia, not the United States. And of course, today, uh, the word Russia should be substituted with the word Democrat Party. Welcome to the Savage Nation. Now, of course, those of you who recognize the voice, that was J. Edgar Hoover, the former FBI director, who was very aware of the infiltration of America by the Communist Party in the 1950s. Now, he has been debunked, at least attempted to debunk him, by the radical communist left in the media, in academia, and even in government itself. Exactly the same characters and the intergenerational communists of that time intergenerational communism is operating in America today. You may think that groups as disparate as Black Lives Matter and others are simply out for racial justice. You are mistaken. You must see the bigger picture. And I will tell you this. First, they overthrow the statues. And those who would pull down statues will pull down people. Those who will destroy statues will soon be pulling you out of your own house. And if you think this is alarmist, my friends, you do not know history. Today's radio show exposes the naked communist revolution we are living through. Everywhere you turn, you see this revolution. Now, one of the worst of all of them is this de Blasio. You know, that's not his real name. And it's very important you understand who de Blasio is. It's very important you understand this phony. Somebody put this up on uh, Twitter today. A group, uh, a a fellow who posts by the name of Anarchy Austin One. And he shows a picture of a long-haired, bearded guy. And the headline is, none of them are who they say they are. And it shows a young de Blasio. And it says, meet Warren Wilhelm Jr. He worked for the Quixote Center, which strongly supported the Marxist-Leninist ruling government of Nicaragua, the Sandinista National Liberation Front. Warren, better known as Bill de Blasio, is the current mayor of New York. Now, I've been trying to tell you that de Blasio is a communist, always has been one. You call him Marxist, a Leninist, whatever you want to call him. He is now wrapping himself in the guise of a salvation for African-American people and minorities, but he is not. He is the opposite of that. Now, he and his wife, who is probably far more radical than he is, she is a naked hater of anything that doesn't look like her. He wants to put together a Truth and Reconciliation Commission, a Racial Justice and Truth Reconciliation Commission, just like the Truth and Reconciliation Commission that was uh, enacted in South Africa. This is in New York City. There are other stories that are related. Bolton. Now, Bolton, of course, is nowhere near a communist. Bolton is just an opportunist and a lying one at that. I try to warn President Trump about this lying piece of crap from the beginning. Now, I don't know Bolton personally. I would never want to be in his company. He's like a human cancer who looks like a walrus, a little baby walrus. But I knew his history. I knew that Bolton is the one who lied about weapons of mass destruction to mislead President Bush into a war in Iraq. How did that work out for the world? How Trump hired him is a matter of conjecture. I warned him against him. He was iffy on him. But I know that there was a talk show host or two 
who were in love with Bolton. And they talked Trump into hiring Bolton. I know how it happened. I don't know why Trump listens to them after this. I don't know why he doesn't erect a stone wall between himself and these talk show hosts who talked him into Bolton. I don't know when he's going to learn who to listen to. The people he's listening to now are not doing him a favor. And I'll tell you something else. The rally yesterday with the low attendance and all, a great embarrassment to the president and to those of us who believe in him and his message, because as flawed as he is, and believe me, I don't know of a man without flaws, myself included, as flawed as he is, take a look at what's on the other side. A hologram, a mentally defective hologram who doesn't even know where the hell he is half the time. And yet, according to these fake polls, uh, Biden is topping Trump uh, in, in uh, these, these polls. Now, I don't really believe these polls are accurate. They were all wrong about Hillary. They're wrong about uh, uh, the, the, uh, the thing called uh, whatever his name is, Biden. Biden is a hologram in a basement. Biden is not the candidate. Biden is not even the Manchurian candidate. Biden is not Biden. There is no Biden there. There's no, no one there there. The minority female he picks as his running mate will be president within six months of this man's election. And you have to ask yourself if you like the statues being pulled down, if you love seeing George Washington's statue being ripped down, Thomas Jefferson's statue, uh, who else are they ripping down? Any statue they want, they're pulling down without any any pushback because the communists are very smart. The ACLU, the Southern Poverty Law Center, and all these other groups that I've warned you about for years on this radio program and in my writings, they are orchestrating all of this decimation of our culture. This is what communists do. First, they destroy the collective memory of the nation. And then they replace the collective memory of the nation with their own uh, images, which they would like you to look at as the fake heroes of the founding of the nation. This is how it is done. But there's been no pushback. Do you know why there's no pushback? Because they're spineless leaders in every major sanctuary city. Whether it was pulling down a statue of Ulysses Grant in San Francisco, which is ironic to show you how stupid these anarchists are. Ulysses Grant was the general who led the war against slavery. Why did they pull down Ulysses Grant's statue? Because it's not Grant. It's not this one. It's not that one. It's destroying things. This is what anarchists do. Now, in the old days, the cops just would have shot them dead. First, they would have broken their skulls open with, with nightsticks. And if they put up a fight, they probably would have shot them in the back of a police car. Now, I am not calling for that, obviously. We live in different times now. Now we let the scum of the earth run wild, trashing cars, trashing statues, uh, stealing and looting, setting off fireworks all night long. I live in San Francisco in this area. And all night long, there are fireworks now coming from uh, Richmond, California, Oakland, California. This is all in the name of, I don't know, racial justice, setting off fireworks and upsetting people, people who don't work for a living. This is what they're doing now. If you look at a concise history of the world and you study revolutions as I have since I'm 18 years old, we are living through a revolution. It always ends the same way. It ends very badly for everyone. And these anarchists and these communists and these leftists and these good liberals don't understand that they will, not be, t they will be touched by this revolution that they have inspired. The Nancy Pelosi's who live on the hill, who say that they're enablers and they're ra radicals and they're rebels and they're disruptors. Does Pelosi actually think that on the hill would not be touched and torched by the mobs that she is unleashing upon this once great city that she has destroyed? Do you understand that San Francisco was once the most beautiful city in the world, amongst the most beautiful and treasured cities on the planet? Do you understand what this city has become? Now, first, it started with the bums in the street. And when the bums were allowed to defecate in the streets and the cops couldn't give them a nightstick over their head and take them away, that was the beginning of the fall of the city. And who is the one who did this to this city? Why, it's you good liberals, you tolerant liberals. And you thought that it would end with that, with letting bums crap in the street in front of your mother and your sister, if you have a mother and sister? It never ends with that. When a city decays and falls apart, maybe it starts with the vagrants, but it doesn't end with the vagrants.
And now their friends, the anarchists, are pulling down statues after looting and burning at will because they have neutralized the police. The police have been our thin blue line between us and utter anarchy and chaos ever since the police were created. If it's not for the police, who will protect you? Who will all you good liberals of San Francisco run to when they come for you? Who are you going to scream for? The same police you have spit on all your lives? So this is the theme of today's show, which is the Naked Communist Revolution. The Bolton book, if you want to talk about that. The bigger issue is Trump, if you'd like to talk about Trump. Uh, the low attendance at the rally. And the defeated pictures that Matt Drudge is showing of him. Do you think Trump is finished? Do you think he's actually finished? I'll tell you what the Saturday night speech did for me. I was inspired by Trump's speech. It made me want to fight the good fight right to the end. And I say let the vandals rot in their own slime. I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. Communism in reality is not a political party. It is a way of life, an evil and malignant way of life. It reveals a condition akin to disease that spreads like an epidemic. And like an epidemic, a quarantine is necessary to keep it from infecting this nation. Bring back UAC. Quack, quack. Bring back UAC. I hope that Trump squeezes out a second term. And he takes inventory of all those who have done these things to this nation. And he brings back organizations like UAC and organizations that have undermined the body politic for so many decades are exposed for what they are. The racists, the true racists, are found out, such as a black college assistant of some kind who says some white people may have to die for black communities to be made whole. Now, if you think I'm making this up, this actually happened at a college in Georgia somewhere. White people may have to die for black communities to be made whole. This is being taught at a university. It was on a radio show. And the person who said that is not fired. Of course, Trump has the power to defund that college immediately. From George Washington to Ulysses S. Grant, Statues, monuments vandalized, which are extending way beyond Confederates amid Black Lives Matter protests. Who is behind this? Why would they knock down a statue of Teddy Roosevelt at the Museum of Natural History in New York? What sense does that make? Teddy Roosevelt was one of the greatest environmentalists. He was the first president to create a national park. Do they have any idea why they're knocking over statues? It has nothing to do with slavery. It has everything to do with vandalism. And I remind you of something else. If you study even a modicum of history and you look at the fall of Rome, Rome fell or was broken in two when the vandals achieved sufficient numbers to take over Rome and break it in two. Now you understand why Gavin Newsom, Bill de Blasio, Governor Cuomo, and others have not only turned a blind eye to third worlders, but encouraged the wholesale invasion of America by ignorant people who hardly speak the language that we all live in and work in and speak in this nation. Isn't it ironic that a person would flee the terrors of the third world 
to come here and permit communists to introduce into this nation the very terrors that they were running from in the nation from which they came? Do they even know what is happening in front of their eyes? Let me tell you a little personal story, a little example. An acquaintance of mine is an automobile dealer. He was driving through the Presidio in San Francisco, he told me, over the weekend. And uh, one of those people on a bicycle, you know the types, the anarchists with the bike locks in their hand ready to break your car and smash your windshield, the vermin on bicycles. And I'm a bicyclist, by the way. I have been my whole life. On the back of his car, he has a license plate which says, Protected by Smith & Wesson. This piece of junk on the bicycle, some self-righteous Nancy Pelosi voter, comes up to his car and smacks the hood with his hand, and they get into a screaming fight, a verbal fight. So I said to the friend of mine, I said, doesn't he know about the First Amendment? And he said, a lot of people don't know about the First Amendment. And I said to him, well, through the Second Amendment, they will learn about the First Amendment. He got a smile out of that one. And I hope it doesn't come to that. But, you know, something is going to be the Fort Sumter in this nation. They have been begging for a civil war for so long, and they're provoking as many people as they can into violence, which is why I warn you, don't take the bait. Many of you ask why Trump doesn't fight back. You say he talks loudly and does nothing. I hear this all the time. They say, why doesn't he crack down? Why doesn't he arrest the heads of Antifa? Why doesn't he arrest George Soros, who funds Antifa and BLM? Why doesn't he arrest the head of the BLM movement, which says that they're a revolutionary organization? Just listen to their own words. One of the leaders of the BLM movement said that they're creating a special forces armed group to fight the police. If that's not anarchy, insurrection, uh, a call to arms, I'd like to know what is. But Trump does nothing. Why does Trump do nothing? Women are terrified in this country right now. And by the way, not just white women. Middle class African-American women are more terrified than you could imagine from the mobs that they see being unleashed in this nation. Where do the Hispanics fit in in all of this? Do you actually think the Hispanics want to bring it all down? Do you think the Hispanic people who come here to work so hard, do you think they want to burn, see these cities burn to the ground? I know they don't. That's a topic for another day topic for another day the reason that trump does not take the bait is because he knows that's what the soros inspired and funded mobs want him to do the democrats would love to see trump bring out the the military to crush these left-wing vandals so they can call him uh, all the names they have been calling him and say see here's the proof unfortunately he's trapped in a certain way he's damned if he does he's damned if he doesn't So if he doesn't act, he's called weak. If he does act, he's called a fascist. So where does that leave we, the American people, the people in the middle? I guess that's up to each one of us. But when they come for you, or they smash your car with a bicycle lock because they don't like something that they see in your car, or they don't like the fact that you have a better car than they do, what are you going to do then? Who are you going to call, the police? The police have been neutralized. It is now each man for himself. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Roosevelt himself is another one of these complex figures in American history. He did some extraordinarily progressive things that we feel to this day. And he did some things that I think are deeply troubling. But I think there's a separate question between him, the person, and the actual statue. The statue has representations that clearly do not uh, represent today's values. Uh, The statue clearly, you know, presents a white man as superior to people of color. And that's just not acceptable in this day and age. That's the naked communist uh, whose name is not Bill de Blasio, as you well know. His name is Wilhelm. Warren Wilhelm Jr. You know, here's a question for those of you listening in New York. Why did Warren Wilhelm Jr., this communist, change his name to de Blasio? I have my suspicions it was to uh, get the Italian vote in New York, which at the time was very important. I don't know how important it is anymore. But why did Warren Wilhelm Jr., that uh, bushy-haired communist youth, 
why did he, who worked for the Quixote Center, which supported the Marxist-Leninist ruling government of Nicaragua, why did he change his name to Bill de Blasio to make his way into New York politics? Obviously to hoodwink the American uh, Catholic, Italian, uh, Catholic Italian or Catholic Italian or Italian Catholic vote in New York City, which was critical to getting elected in New York City at the time. But here he is now lauding the destruction of the statue of Teddy Roosevelt, one of the great Americans of all time, a man who gave us our first national parks, a true American hero. This creature, Wilhelm Jr., is not fit to wash the latrine in which Teddy Roosevelt probably cleaned his horse, the horse dung off his boots. But yet, de Blasio runs the biggest city in the United States of America, and he's tearing down statues and encouraging the anarchists who are destroying that once great city. I don't know what it'd be like to live in New York right now. I'm so glad that I never bought an apartment in that city. You know, it's funny. They say you can take the boy out of New York, but you can't take the New York out of the boy. In many ways, there's a truth to that statement. I mean, I left New York so many years ago, but you always remember your roots. How many times have I written stories and told you stories about my childhood and adolescence in New York with my father in the store? I'm as New York as they make them. I sound like I'm from New York, but the point is, over the years living in California, I would lament not living in New York. Till very recently, I would say, why don't I, I don't know, you know, maybe I would have moved back there part-time. Maybe I should buy an apartment in Manhattan or rent something for a while and, you know, go back and forth. You know how lucky I am that I never bought anything? You know that everyone living in Manhattan in particular is now a prisoner? They're virtually imprisoned on the island of Manhattan. The entire I don't know how the billionaires don't understand what they have created here. I don't understand how these ultra-liberal billionaires who support guys like de Blasio, who are supporting this Biden character, how they don't understand at one point they will not be able to run from what they have created. How does Pelosi, Feinstein, aren't these people who are as rich as God himself aware of the fact that once they unleash the genie from the bottle, that they too will be subject to the mayhem that they are unleashing upon the rest of us? Or are they that deranged and disconnected from reality? Uh, we can also talk about uh, the coronavirus. A report came out today that a, uh, an Italian infectious disease specialist in Italy, by the way, not New York, not from Little Italy, but Italy, Italy, the big Italy, <laughs> from big Italy, not Little Italy, an Italian infectious disease scientist it says the coronavirus is weakening and could disappear on its own. But don't tell that to Gavin Newsom or Governor Cuomo, because that would be very bad for them. They like the power madness. You know, there's an article came out, a letter I got from an international group. It says COVID-19 crisis threatens democracy. Leading world figures warn. Came out of Stockholm, Sweden. Messages in a call to defend democracy. It says more than 500 political civil leaders... Nobel laureates and pro-democracy institutions have signed an open letter to defend democracy, warning that the freedoms we cherish are under threat from governments that are using the crisis to tighten their grip on power. I wonder if these Swedes understand that that applies to New York State, California, Michigan, uh, and the other governments that are run by these left-wing fanatics. They think it only applies to the third world. They'd be mistaken if they do. Because democracy is now being stolen from us in this nation. In this unprecedented lie, the biggest lie of our time. COVID-19 crisis threatens democracy, leading world figures warn. I hope they're not just talking about uh, Laos. I hope they understand they're also talking about Queens, New York, and San Francisco and Marin County. 855 Here's another story. Trump to order new restrictions on H-1B visas by Monday. What does that mean? Who finally reached Donald Trump on this one? President Trump planned to restrict employment-based visas could affect an estimated 240,000 people seeking to work in the U.S. across industries from technology to finance and hospitality. Trump said in a Fox News Saturday, announced new restrictions on various work visas. I hope so. I really hope. Because in 2019, the H-1B visa was awarded to about 133,000 workers. 
more than, you know, the H2B visas are very important. The H1B visas are very important. And the biggest beneficiaries of this are the greedy pirates in Silicon Valley for whom there is not enough money. The Zuckerbergs, the guys who run Microsoft, like Bill Gates, the guys who make believe that they're your friend and everyone's friend. The Google people, they all live off cheap foreign labor. You have to understand that we once had tech workers in this country and that we could be training people to be tech workers. So instead of knocking over statues or blowing off fireworks in the streets, we could take some of them and give them the opportunity to go to a trade school and learn tech jobs instead of blowing things up and knocking things down. It's very important to understand that one of the reasons we're having these riots in the country that don't seem to end is not only because it's so carefully orchestrated and organized and funded, well-funded, by the way, it's because of the epidemic. They have nothing to do. They have no jobs. They're not going to school. Look how many girls have been arrested for firebombing cars. Every time they catch one, it seems to be another white girl who threw a Molotov cocktail into a police car. Where are these girls coming from? How did they get so brainwashed? And why are they not being given... 20 years to life in a federal penitentiary. You know, if you crack down that way, that would send a very clear message, President Trump. You don't have to unleash the military. You don't need the 82nd Airborne. What you got to do is throw the book at the anarchists once they are caught and try them in federal courts, not state courts, not city courts. Try them in state courts because many of them have crossed state lines uh, to conduct their violence. This is the Savage Nation. It's not an easy show to do today. This is not a fun topic. Everyone I know is living in a state of suspended animation waiting to waiting for a reaction. They're sort of waiting for something to happen to save them from this madness. I know liberals who are terrified at what they have created. I know Democrats who are sickened as they see our statues being torn down. They never thought it would go this far. But I will remind all you good liberals, you did it to yourself. You are the one who lectured people like me. You are the ones who called people like me names. You are the ones who didn't heed my warnings. You are the ones who didn't listen to me when I warned you what would come. I'll give you another warning right now. Those who would throw down statues will soon be throwing down people. It has been said that Heine in Germany wrote long before the Holocaust, those who burn books will also burn people. Was he right or wrong? Well, we know he was right. How long do you think it will be until these left-wing fascists start burning books, Jim? How long do you think that's going to be? Tell me when I will see in San Francisco a huge bonfire with these left-wing scum throwing books into the fire that they don't approve of. And what will happen then? Will Pelosi say, I'm a disruptor? Will she go out there in her high heels and say, I'm a disruptor, I'm with you, and throw a few books onto the fire? And after they burn all the books they want to burn, will they then start interning people and burning them? Well, I don't know. Everything is in play right now, and there doesn't seem to be any pushback. That's the disturbing factor, isn't it? The police were neutralized by the Black Lives Matter uh, movement. So the police themselves, I don't blame them, by the way, are not doing their jobs. I don't blame them at all. If you were a cop, would you risk your life? Would you put your life on your line for this society? I don't know. It seems to me the thin blue line has been erased by the racists and the fascists posing as social justice warriors. So what's left between them and us? Well, as I said to you earlier, if they don't believe in the, second, in the First Amendment, they're going to learn what the second is. Because there's a very hard core in this country that will not be rolled over and pushed around. And I hope to God it is stopped before then. I hope all the fake governors, the fake mayors, understand what they have unleashed. And that they stop these radicals before it is too late. Because this country right now is on the verge of an explosion. Now, we've seen the other side explode. They've burned, they've looted, they've stolen property in the name of racial justice. We all know they were just crooks. They were just thieves using the death 
of that poor man uh, as an excuse to loot, to burn, and to commit mayhem. But amongst them are the white liberals. The white liberals are hardcore naked communists, as I've been warning you for well over 20 years now. And they are on the move. They think that they're untouchable. And like those before them who thought they were untouchable, they will eventually find out. Eventually, they will find out no one is above the law. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Do you think Trump is finished? Is uh, Bolton lying now, or was he lying then? Trump's speech Saturday night. Were you as inspired as I was? You agree with me that we should let the vandals rot in their own slime? You fear a race war. Major U.S. cities are reporting major upticks in shootings after calls to defund police. And you liberals don't know why, huh? Bill de Blasio, the traitorous governor, or the traitorous mayor of New York City, wants South African-style truth and reconciliation commissions for NYC. Uh, We have not yet heard of necklaces, uh, burning tires yet around people's necks, but who knows what tomorrow might bring from Bill de Blasio and his utterly fine uh, female compatriot. Meanwhile, the inhumanity of the Chinese government continues. China's controversial dog meat festival opens despite government pushback. For those of you out there who don't understand the significance of this, of a nation on earth in this day and age, raising dogs to beat them to death, cook them and eat them. You'll find out who these people really are. Take a look at the picture on michaelsavage.com, all of you who are dog lovers, and you'll see how you have have been hoodwinked once again about the superior virtue of a third world nation like China. Many of you liberals sneer at everything American. Many of you good liberals snicker at everything American. You're the ones who go into a Chinese restaurant, well, at least when they were open, and bow when they give you a glass of water. You're the ones who put your hands together uh, and bow and say thank you when they give you a napkin. They look at you like you're crazy, because you are crazy. You're sick and you're weak. But this very culture that you are uh, bowing to is the one that eats dog meat. You know, during the Mao era, In China, they kill dogs. Did you know that it was considered a bourgeois affectation to have a dog? Did you know that dogs were killed? Not to eat, but to kill. Do you know that the anarchists in this country mock my words? The occasional cortexes will soon say that dogs are bad for the environment. Dogs are bad for global warming. And they should be euthanized to save the earth. Wait and see. And remember who told you what's coming, because I know history. Do you? The Westwood One Podcast Network. Fans of the spoken word, welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Calling the House Un-American Activities Committee to order, Chairman J. Parnell Thomas of New Jersey opens an inquiry into possible communist penetration of the Hollywood film industry. The committee is seeking to determine if Red Party members have reached the screen with subversive propaganda. Mr. Thomas takes an impartial stand in his opening talk. I want to emphasize at the outset of these hearings that the fact that the Committee on Un-American Activities is investigating alleged communist influence and infiltration in the moving picture industry must not be considered or interpreted as an attack on the industry itself. Nor should our investigation be interpreted 
as an attack on the majority of persons associated with this great industry. I have every confidence that the vast majority of movie workers are patriotic and loyal Americans. A long list of prominent motion picture witnesses appear before the committee. Speaking for the films, Eric Johnston, president of the Motion Picture Association, talks frankly concerning the attitude of the producers. We're accused of having communists and communist sympathizers in our employ. Undoubtedly, there are such persons in Hollywood, as you will find elsewhere in America. But we neither shield nor defend them. We want them exposed. We're not responsible for the political or economic ideas of any individual, but we are responsible for what goes on the screen. We guard that with great care. If communists have attempted to inject their propaganda into the motion picture, they have failed miserably. We will never permit them to succeed. That was then, this is now, that was 1947 during the UAC hearings on communism. And of course, uh, the Venona Papers came out in the 1990s by ex-Soviets who said yes to 100 degrees, 100%. We had uh, uh, communists in Hollywood, in the media, in the press, in the universities, 100% true. They were working against America. Look how far we have come that right now, the racists are saying to you that you have white privilege or that you're a white racist. It's almost identical to saying that that person was a communist. Now, the rhetoric itself means nothing. But who is it who is burning the cities and looting? Who is it who is beating people up randomly in the street, such as that case of a 92-year-old woman punched in the head by an African-American youth a few weeks ago in New York? Not the right wing, is it? We've been told that it would be the militias that would come out and cause mayhem in America. All the lying leftists in the governorships, in the mayorships, in Congress, have said it's the radical right that would cause the violence in America. We knew they were lying. We knew they were always lying. We knew that they had brainwashed an entire generation into saying up is down, down is up, left is right, right is left. The sky itself is not even the sky. Where does it leave you? Where does it leave you? And let me direct my question today to a specific uh, demographic of young white men in the United States of America. Where does it leave you as a fair-minded, sports-loving, get-along-go-along kind of guy, wants to be left alone to enjoy his life, teenagers, little more than a teenager, working-class guy, Where does it leave you as you are being attacked on all sides for things you never did and for having been born? You are being backed into a corner and you're going to forced, you're going to be forced to either be quiet or become a right wing radical. That is what the left is doing to you. The left is actually fostering and creating an entire generation of right-wing radicals in the United States of America right now. You don't see them yet. All you see are the left-wing anarchists burning, looting, spitting on everything American, tearing down statues. But right now, young men are becoming radicalized in the United States of America. The left and the right are creating a far right, and they are forcing young white men into a corner. I'm telling you right now, you may not agree with me. You may think you're going to win this battle by continuing to espouse your racism towards white people. All you're going to do is foster a right-wing movement that you've never believed could ever happen since you own the media, you own the messaging, you own academia, but you don't own these people. They're not going to roll over to you. And I want to know why people like Pelosi and Schumer, and the others don't put a stop to this. Here in San Francisco, they tore down a statue of Junipero Serra. It's hard to believe that the politicians, the cowardly left-wing fanatics like Pelosi, not only said nothing, but wait until you hear this caller. JC in San Francisco, thank you for calling. Were you there when the statue was pulled down? 
I saw it thanks to your website, Dr. Savage, and I, have, I am shocked that the devout Nancy Pelosi has said nothing that I have heard regarding that statue being pulled down. Now, what do you mean the devout Nancy Pelosi? You think she's religious? You think she's a Catholic? You think because she washed the feet of illegal aliens, she believes a word she says? Well, we know who and what she is, but she presents herself as a Catholic. Remember when she attacked the media? Uh, uh, I mean, defended her Catholicism to the questions she was asked by the media? I pay no attention to anything she says. Uh, I pay attention to her silences more than I do to her statements. Yes. So you're saying that as a devout Catholic yourself here in San Francisco, you were appalled when the statue of Hinnipur Sarah was torn down. Is that what you're saying? I'm not at all a devout Catholic. I am an Orthodox Christian, and I am shocked that she, as I respect every other faith. I love my own, and I am shocked that she said nothing about that. What would you expect from her, as cynical as she is? She's a power-mad harridan. I, There's no other description. Write it down. Power-mad harridan. Absolutely. And, re, and, re, and by the way, she reminds me of some ancient Roman empress type who could stand by while her city is burning. Uh, you hear that Nero fiddled while Rome burned? Yes. Uh, you could say Nancy diddled while San Francisco burned. Well, we know how she got her shiny face, too, don't we? I don't care about her face. I don't care about the Botox. I don't care about any of that nonsense. No, no, no. It's a I care about the fact that she is the most prominent Democrat in this city and the most powerful woman in the world. And she lets her city burn in front of her eyes without lifting a finger to stop the mobs that she has incited. That is my position. Let's go to Texas. Mark, thank you for calling. Mark, what's on your mind? Go ahead, please. Dr. Savage, first-time caller, long-time listener. This past Friday, I joined a group here in Texas known as This Is The Texas Freedom Force. We all gathered in Gonzales, Texas, which is the freedom birthplace of my great state. We had about 200 men up there. The majority of us were all veterans from the military. I'm a veteran from the Air Force. We were armed to the teeth. We were on a defensive op uh, operation, period. We were instructed, should the opposition show up, you're not to converse with these people, engage them in any manner, way, shape, or form. We're not to shadow them. We're to stand the line between them and the historical monuments that they claim they came to protest against. Let me ask you something. Who are these people knocking over the statues? Have you ever seen their faces? What do they look like? I can't tell you that, Dr. Savage. I've never seen them. By and large, they are the skinny, emaciated, vegan college girls and college boys who come from disturbed homes and they're drug addicts. And yet, and yet, the politicians do not stop them. So what do they want? The people to stop them? Because the politicians won't? I can just tell you what my governor said a week and a half ago. Governor Abbott put out in the news release I don't have to call the military in to protect my state. I have Texans that will protect Texas. Well, you're right. Yes, Texan is a, Texas is a different state altogether. Yes, sir. Oh, my friend, remember the Alamo. That's all I can say. I mean, we once had a great congressman who was a great friend of this show who was voted out of office about a year ago. Remember him, congressman uh, from, uh, from uh, your state? Remember he was on the show all the time, Jim? And... Uh, Culberson, and he's gone now. They voted him out because of the changing demographics. The Soros-backed organizations have taken every conservative they can and targeted them for destruction. Does Soros not understand that as he drives around Manhattan in his limousine with his son, uh, that he too will eventually face the mobs? Did they not understand the mobs will overturn them as well? I don't know what they understand, Dr. Savage, but let me say this. Here in Texas, we're strictly a defensive force. But our laws allow us to defend ourselves should we be attacked on an individual basis. And the full full weight of that law will fall upon these people if people are attacked. And we will do whatever's necessary to prevent that. Well, I'm sure you're telling the truth, and I hope it doesn't come to that. And uh, we understand we're living in very, very dangerous times and treacherous waters. Thank you so much for calling the Savage Nation. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand.
We're talking about the radical left destroying our civilization, our culture, our society, right in front of our eyes. The violent ones, those who loot and burn in the name of racial justice, are just the tip of the iceberg. They are being supported, funded by powerful forces, rich people in Hollywood and elsewhere are funding these movements. But who are these children, these college children, who are in the streets with them? Maybe some of them are throwing the ropes around the statues and pulling them down. Who are they? These are people in our country who have no sense of national pride or identity, and they don't miss it. They don't even want it. These people try to fill that empty hole with revolutionary politics, and they pursue a life of violence and contrarianism. That's who joins the far left. Those are the skinny vegans doing the damage to this nation. And who are those who are joining the far right in this country right now? Who are they? They are the white boys who are being attacked on a regular basis. They are the ones facing the false construct of white privilege. They are the white boys being demonized simply for their birth, for the color of their skin, their race. They are the white boys who are called rapists, racists, and evil. They are the people who are called the most horrible people on the planet. So who is there for them? Where should these young men with guts turn? Where can they go? They can't become cops anymore because they realize they will be neutralized. Can they join the military? A military that's been infected with the Obama appointees? I believe that when you shut down moderate outlets on the conservative side, you're pushing people to the radical right. Those of you who attack people like me for all these years, trying to silence myself uh, or others in the media, even celebrities who speak out against the attack upon Western civilization, you are creating a right-wing movement that you wish to God never appeared. You are playing with the wind and you will reap the whirlwind. You want to demonize an entire race? What you're doing is creating an entire race of racists. The very thing you say they are, which they aren't, they will become. You declare war on white people? You think they're all going to roll over and die? You are mistaken. You are mistaken. And then you have an international media. An international media. The Anderson Coopers, the other Quislings, who are held up as role models for us. Those of us in the media who are moderate, such as myself, smeared, silenced, taken off stations, you heard me right. Smeared, silenced, taken off stations. They don't want any moderate voices. They don't want anyone to challenge their false agenda because they cannot debate their agenda. If I ask questions about mass immigration or radical ethnic organizations posing as peace-loving individuals, or if I reject transgenderism as a lifestyle, what do you think I'm going to do? Tell you you're right? I'll tell you you're wrong. I'll tell you you're wrong. And more and more liberals, by the way, are being condemned as racist. More and more liberals are coming to understand the monster they have created. More and more liberals realize that the false construct of white privilege and the demonization of their own race applies to them as well. And that the guillotine of lies will cut their neck off just as fast as the true racists and true rapists amongst us. So where does that leave us with regard to the election? That's the only question to face. Why is this all coming up now? We all watched the death of that poor man in Milwaukee. I was the first, but not the last in the media to say it was homicide by that cop. I said it, I stick by it. I pray it never happens to anyone, white, black, Asian, doesn't matter who. It was the mark of a homicidal maniac. But how many African-American men have been killed since by other African-American uh, men? Why do their lives not count? How many were shot over the weekend in Milwaukee during the so-called Juneteenth celebration? Not reported by the vermin in the media like Anderson Blooper. The Wolf Blitzers, they are the problem. It's the media that has destroyed this country.
Make no mistake about it. I told you when I began in the media way back when, 25 years ago, 26 years ago, there was a very nice man and a very famous talk show host. I had a national show. I was a local host. And he had a health show, by the way. Great guy. And he would never talk to anyone when he came into the building of that radio station. He would go right into his studio, do his show. He would not socialize and he would leave. Well, because he was a, tra- you know, he was a science, trained scientist. He had a medical degree and I had a degree in science, a PhD. We were sort of in our own worlds. And I, I would talk to him and he, I said, well, how come you never talk to anyone when you come in here? He said, Michael, look around. These are the people who destroyed this country. He said, these are the people, these nice, smiling news people. They're the ones who have poisoned this nation. I didn't realize how prophetic he, how prophetic he was at that time. This is the savage nation. We're living in very dangerous times and very treacherous waters. I'll be back in a moment. Michael Savage, a host like no other. It is the uh, Savage Nation. As this show comes to its conclusion, uh, I think the title of today's show will be exactly what I advertised it. Uh, to being, which is uh, the naked communist revolution going on right in front of your eyes. I mean, I made it a little simpler than that on uh, Twitter earlier today. I guess when I said today's radio show exposes the naked communist revolution we are living through. How else would you put it? Huh? Today's radio show exposes the naked communist revolution we are living through. Uh, I uh, There's a new story out that I have to tell you about which is a restaurant changed its name from Savage, cites troubled history with the term Savage. Hmm. That's a shocker. Published an hour ago. Uh, a restaurant is shifting over into a new era. An eatery in Missouri is changing its name from, the Sab- from Savage to the Shift restaurant, citing the troubled history behind its former moniker. They announced their name change on its now rebranded Facebook page. Savage restaurant is now Shift. How do you like that? Well, I guess I'll have to rebrand my show uh, to satisfy the vegan leftist scum. Would the Lemming Nation work for you? What if when I return to the air in a couple of days, it's no longer Michael Savage and the Savage Nation, but it's Michael Lemming and the Lemming Nation? Will that work for you? Will that be equitable enough for you? You know, my friends... Sometimes a man is so tied to a righteous cause, he believes he is the cause. That would be those pulling down statues in the name of justice. The Westwood One Podcast Network. 